You count me down and we're fucking diving in. I gotta feign excitement for the intro so I don't sound like... Hey, this is the Console Crusade Podcast. I don't know, that sounds like a pretty good take right there. So we keep it. Done! All that matters is doing it and doing it right. Oh, buddy. I'm already I'm already looking at my Fire Emblem notes and I'm I'm just excited to talk about this fucking weird ass game. Fire Emblem three pages of notes. Oh my goodness gracious. Concert Crusade freaking podcast. It's been a couple of weeks since we've chatted. Nick Durheim. <laughs> it's been a long time. It's been like a month since we posted. Yeah. You know, life's just gotten crazy. This is my busiest month ever since starting to do video as my profession. Yeah, and I've been quote-unquote busy, mostly just like doing other stuff. Having a life. There's nothing to blame you there. Not used to it. It's weird. Are you sleeping? Are you getting adequate rest? Yeah, I think so. I feel okay. How, how's the <laughs> flip-flap? I mean, you're like, your schedule has always been sort of um, unpredictable, because you work graveyard, but you try to also have a life. But now it's like, you know, house duties, girlfriend duties. You know, you're, I mean, you're just up and down on that sleep spectrum. Yeah, it comes and goes. Sometimes I'll, like, I think last week was kind of a bad week. That's why we skipped recording is because I literally, I stayed up too late on Sunday and it ruined my entire week. Oh. So I was up until like noon. So then I slept till eight. And then the next day I slept until eight. And the next day, you know, I slept till nine. And it's like. You start, you start losing your daylight hours that way. But the week before that, I was doing really, really good. I was like waking up on my own at like four or five in the afternoon and just being like, all right, here, we're good. We're good. Let's go. Let's do some stuff. When are you going to transition to just doing the day shift, man? Is that even on your radar or is that? It's just more responsibility, more like big wigs hanging around, more oh. the engineers are running about like the oh, whole okay. the day shift, night shift dichotomy is, sure. is vast. And I don't want to work swing. I don't want to do like the 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. kind of shift either. That'd be worse, you know. Because inevitably you'll end up back on the graveyard schedule, but you have to go to work at 3 instead of 11. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to be at work the time that everyone else is free. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's not a good time. That's like, that's the shift if you want to be like a raging alcoholic. I want to just be like a social person <laughs> without <laughs> addiction, you know. I want to be a social person without the responsibility of having to placate some asshole at work that I don't know. Yeah. You know, the engineers, man. It's getting so hot in here, Nick. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. All because you're so anal retentive about the audio quality. You know how many podcasts I listen to that they sound like they're being recorded in a tin can? A fucking phonogram <laughs> recorded in the ocean. Inside the ocean. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll start uh, releasing our podcast to our top 10 Patreon backers on cassette tape. I was just literally going to say, fucking limited issue cassette tape. You're going to get like three episodes at a time. Well, I mean, you're going to have one episode on three cassettes because you have to go back to back and it only holds like 20 minutes on each side. Is so. it really that bad? I don't know if it's that bad. I think it's dependent on the quality. It's similar to VHS tapes where you, ha you choose the speed that it records at. Yeah. Remember that? You'd like record it at the lowest quality because you wanted to fit as much TV shows as you could on your, your VCR. Dude, I'm doing a, a video at the very end of the month where we're filming the entire thing on the same Sony CCD TRV Handycam tape recorder that I grew up with. All my home videos, my family's home videos are on it. Doing my first stop motion 
um, animation stopping and starting and then hooking up to the VHS player to play it. Um, we're going to film the whole thing on this old janky fucking camera that my parents still have. In four by three? Dude, straight up. Like, they're like well, people are like, why don't you just do a fucking filter? I'm like, no. The whole point is to be as just grungy and DIY and like old school as possible. So we're just going to go in like a couple of eighth graders skating. At, you know, at yeah, the duct park tape a fisheye lens to the front of it. There you go. Dude, it's going to be so janky. I'm going to have to find someone who can convert that for me without charging me an arm and a leg. I'm like, well, your entire budget's going to go to converting this tape to usable digital files. I know there's a, there's a guy in, in the Gresham, Portland area that uh, we've gone to him to, to convert old like home videos to DVD and stuff. So Affordable? I'm sure he could do that. Pro- it can't be too much. All you need is like, he has the equipment and he just sure. does it for you. Sure. And puts like a bad like Windows Movie Maker little menu. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, my, my parents had a bunch of home videos that they did that two years ago. And then last Christmas or two years ago, I, you know, burned them all the digital so that they always, you know, had them. Uh, well, anyway, this is the Consequence Day podcast. We do talk video games and all that. I'm EJ Olson. This is Nick Durham. I'm getting over a cold, so I sound maybe maybe a little, uh, little stuffy. Uh, last week, I was a wreck. So part of me was glad you slept because I would have just been fucking snotting and coughing and Wheezing. Yeah, and that just makes you it makes you grumpy. I understand. I I don't want to do shit when I'm sick. Honestly, like I'm really glad I took that time to play Fire Emblem because it was Monday that I sat down with it and let's see what what did it came it came out Friday, correct? Yeah. And I didn't I didn't touch it at all. Um like I put it in and, and maybe played for like half an hour, but it was Monday I started playing it and I was like, "Holy shit. Fire Emblem." And I played it every night, and then this weekend I played it, like, I pretty much played 9 to 5, and then got home after whatever I was doing in the evening and played again until I fell asleep. (laughs) So that's what we're talking about today. We're just going to talk about uh, impressions and thoughts. Neither of us have beaten the game, so it's going to be sort of incomplete. I don't know what month I'm on, but I know I'm on Chapter 7, so spoiler alert through Chapter 7, please don't spoil anything for me, Nick, because shit is getting hot right now. Yeah, I don't know what chapter I'm on. Shit. Probably okay. about there, too, because I think each month is a chapter, and you start in April. So I'm in November now, or their equivalent of November. It's the 11th month. I'm trying to, to figure out a way that we can sit here and figure out where we are without spoiling each other. Like, what just happened? Well, I don't want to say what just happened, because that could be a really big spoiler, um, and vice versa. Yeah, I, I guess um, the last thing I remember doing, because I do a lot of the, the paralog missions and that kind of stuff during battles. Oh, like, yeah. I don't really do much of the, I don't know, like there's like quests, but they kind of suck sometimes. So I've just been doing like the character story stuff. But as far as what just happened, I think last month or the month before someone was missing and I found them. Yes. I just found them. So then they join your house and then they haven't, I'm, I'm like after that. Okay. They haven't joined my house yet. I, I found them. I mean, that's kind of like, it's obviously it's going to happen. Well, they right? say it. So yeah. When she's recovered, she'll join your house. Okay. Yeah. I pretty much like right after that battle where you think you're going to fight the fucking the death knight and then he just poofs away on you at the very end. I swear that's going to happen like four times before you can actually fight him and not like get instant KO'd. <laughs> right. It's going to be so frustrating. Well, it, it frustrated me because and we're all over the place already, but you know, you had to beat the, the that level in 25 turns. And I was like so perfectly trying to position my guys. I cleared the room. I got the chest, and then I was on turn like 23, and I'm like, okay. It took you 23 turns? 
bro, I, I was like so meticulous. I was like, I don't want to lose anybody. I need to like fucking knock this guy out. Are you one of those people that likes to, likes to keep every troop like the same level? Is that you? Not like hardcore. Like I'm not going in and grinding each character to a certain level before any given mission, but I, I'm cognizant of like, oh, this character is like Casper is the only guy who like, he just didn't get taken out on a couple of missions. And so like he was level one when I had a bunch of level tens. I was like, fuck. So I grinded him up a bit, but I, I kind of try to keep it even and give everyone a little bit of love. But inevitably I turn into what I do with awakening and I just send out my two, you know, absolute units in this instance, me <laughs> and Edelgard. And we just fucking wreck ass, dude. So, All right. How about we start at the beginning? Cause yeah, we've already yeah. like jumped to the very end, basically of how far we've gotten. Okay. Explain briefly what the new sort of, I don't want to say the new mechanic because it's more than just everything about it is sort of flipped on its head from previous iterations, right? Yeah, it's definitely a growing point. This feels like the console fire emblem that we haven't had since the Wii. Yeah. And I didn't even play the the Wii or the oh, I, I started the GameCube one, but I didn't play the Wii one. But I'm so used to fire emblem being like a handheld experience and like everything being so small scale, both in literally the size of the screen, but also just like the scope of like what they're portraying. Like the stories have always been kind of grandiose and anime and batshit to an extent, but this just sort of, it makes a lot more sense for this kind of game to be on a TV, yeah. I guess, mm -hmm. especially after everyone's sort of like gone ape shit over persona and like those kinds of games. And this is definitely taking a lot of cues from persona. Oh yeah. Set in a school, like all of your support sort of dialogues are very much like, uh, I can't remember if those are called like the personal links or whatever that the persona series has. So it's, it makes total sense in that regard. I don't know. I mean, you've played more of the Fire Emblem games than I have to like, sort of like yeah. you played all the 3DS ones. You played Shadow of Valencia. You played at least one of Fates for a little bit. Yeah. And you beat the hell out of Awakening. Oh yeah. Which I don't want to like get into like story stuff for like Awakening, but I do want to sort of hear your comparisons back and forth there. I just don't want to spoil anything because Lindsay's playing it like literally right now. Oh, Awakening. So I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. How is she liking it? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't really talked to her too much about it, but she's been enjoying it a little bit. So Awakening, again, we talked about this, but Awakening is one of my favorite games ever. The characters and, and the story is so-so, is but then like the... Oh shit. Okay. I don't want to say too much. There's a really cool story mechanic, which it's not anything like overtly special or unique, but it's just really cool how they did it and how they worked that into the game. I, I just fell in love with it. This is a much bigger game, Three Houses. So obviously the premise of you go in, you become a professor at this school and you have your own house, kind of Hogwarts style. And that alone introduces a ton of, of, of sort of story options. This is like so far has been more of a visual novel than a strategy game, which I expected and expected to skip a lot of it, but it hooked me like instantly. I'm doing literally every, and this isn't totally out of compulsion, but I'm doing every single side quest support missions, every single running around and talking to every single person on my free days to see what they had to say and building up my relationships and trying to just like build the strongest party that way. I'd say, yeah, I mean, I agree. It's for me, at least it's 50, 50. Like if I see a character that has the little speech bubble above their head, I'm like, Oh, I got to talk to them. At least see what they're saying. Right. You know, it could give you a little, uh, sometimes when you talk to someone, they give you a little option of like choosing dialogue. And then if they like it, then they get the little heart plus. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's nice. It feels pretty nice. Even though I don't give a shit about you, Raphael or whatever. Sure. Like just big, strong lumbering oaf, like oh, whatever. But it's, yeah, it's, it's just really nice to have those. It's very rewarding 
and all the characters are distinct and like interesting and you can choose which ones you like more than others. So like, they all have like their shtick and like it feels like every character is for someone. Sure. This is my, I, I don't want to get into my dislikes yet. I want to, I have just a list of likes, things I really have enjoyed about, about this game. We're talking about sort of exploring um, the monastery and, and going around and interacting with all these characters. It's, it takes a cue from the last game, Shadows of Valencia, where you're, you go into these like 3D faux open world sections where you're exploring and you're actually controlling your character. It's not strictly a turn-based top-down strategy game. This like totally takes that to another level and you're literally just exploring these huge grounds and, and the world is populated enough and, and it's not, you're not playing fucking Skyrim. It's what you'd expect, but it's a, it's a big map and it's well-designed and the music is gorgeous. The music is, however, it's repetitive, but just running around the castle and listening to that music is fucking awesome. Yeah, man. JRPG music continues to kill the game. Remind me a lot of the music from like Xenoblade or from um, Ease. Sure. The last Ease game I sure. played. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember like sitting on my couch listening to you play that. Just it's, I mean, the soundtracks get repetitive and they're, they're pretty samey and it's not anything like, you know, this isn't uh, anything we haven't heard before, but it's just nice. It's good vibes. The exploring the school and the castle and, you know, building these relationships. Like, A, I like how it gives you like more agency over the relationships you're forming. Right. Instead of where it awakening, um, even though that relationship system works really well, it is much smaller in scale because of the nature of the handheld. You're kind of limited to, did you fight with this person? Great. Now you can open a dialogue tree with them. Now it's like you can actually explore, go into their room and find them in the castle and, and do these little side quests for them and talk to them. And you have these branching dialogue trees. There's just a lot more agency there. And did you throw a hundred roses at them? <laughs> right. <laughs> So that's cool. And you can really choose how you want to dive into that. Like if you just like, all I care about is marrying so-and-so. So I'm just going to harp into that and I'm going to skip everything with everybody else. Like you can do that. So you can really get granular with like, you know, it sounds cheesy, but it's like, oh, I'm actually building relationships with characters I am identifying with. So that's really cool. Quick question for you. Yes. Uh, are you playing as Baylith or Boylith? <laughs> Boylith. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, um, the only game I, I play as a female is Pokemon Crystal. That's it. That's all. I'm playing Baylith. I'm trying to recruit uh, as many women as I can into my team. Okay. I just want a, a team of waifus. Um, I'm also going for a team of waifus. Except you're more of a more of a harem. <laughs> well, you can actually bang most of them out, I assume. I'm trying to... Jesus Christ, Nick. <laughs> what? There's like not very many lesbian options. So I'm going to be like maybe forever alone. There's like five lesbian options. Four or five, which is more than you know previous games. Yeah, and doesn't the guy have like a, little, a couple less? I don't remember. I, I can't. I don't recall. But um, you know, you're not limited to just the freaking Linhart is one of the one of the gay options. That really try options. Linhart, green hair healer. I mean, it tracks, but he sucks. And also, Claude isn't romanceable as a guy, and he's like totally a flirt. And I'm like, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, if I was a dude, I'd bang him in this game. Oh my god, but I'm a girl, so I won't bang him. So, oh my god, bummer. Linhart. You think he sucks? I've he's actually become a really valuable part of my team as as uh, an assist character. Nah, I mean for for me at least, he's outclassed by so many other characters, and I've like recruited people from other houses and stuff. So oh, see, I haven't done any of that yet. His duties are like fulfilled by other people as like a healer and, and an attacker. I've got better attackers. I've got better healers. I just recruited well recruited after you find 
Flane when she after she's missing. I got her and immediately upgraded her to a, a Pegasus Knight. I imagine she she might take that slot. But anyway, yeah, just the everything from so you're a professor, right? So everything from the days of the week where you are teaching classes, you get to go in and choose which student is going to focus on what, who am I going to spend time with? And and you're building that relationship. There's a motivation system where depending on how motivated they are, you can spend more time teaching them things and growing their stats. Like it's just a really interesting mechanic, this whole like professor thing. And so initially I was like, I'm just going to skip all this. Like, this is too deep for me. This is way too obtuse for my little fucking monkey brain. I'm going to skip it. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to fuck around with it and give it a go. And I spent a little bit of time playing with it. And now I'm hooked on that. I can't wait for teaching days, bro. I'm like, ooh, how am I going to get my professor rating up? And who's going to, you know, who's working on what? And how am I going to, you know, build them up quicker? And so that's interesting. Obviously, you can do side battles midweek. Um, and then, and just, again, exploring on the free days where you, you can fish. You can, you know, talk to characters and do this and that. You can cook. You can cultivate your garden. garden. Oh, Gotta dude. cultivate, dude. Come on. Gotta garden. It's such a cool way to break up the monotony of battle. And, and really, Fire Emblem gets really monotonous. So it's Especially as you get better and you kind of break the game, which inevitably always happens unless you're playing on like Lunatic, which is not available yet. After a while, you're just like, okay, I'm doing the same thing. I'm deploying the same units. It's the same strategy. It's the same tactic. This just keeps it. It's like every battle, you, you feel kind of refreshed going into it. You're not like, oh, fuck. Like I have to do another one of these. Like it, ju- I just did this, you know. So I don't know what you think about that, or if you did you ever have that problem with old Fire Emblem games, or is that was that just me? Um, I think so a little bit. I think that was my main issue, perhaps with uh, Awakening was okay. maybe I just didn't have it the difficulty set right because it seemed like I was just like breezing through it and it wasn't rewarding enough to me. Like every time I would win, I'd be like, yeah, of course I won. I'm like way stronger than all these dumbasses that yeah. I'm fighting. And I guess I didn't have that problem with the Game Boy Advance one because it was a lot harder. Oh, yeah. And because the the battle to like dialogue and story ratio was like a little bit. I don't know if it was that much different, but just like from my experience, just when I'm thinking back on it, I don't remember the battles in Fire Emblem. I remember like the characters and their interactions and like how we met certain people or, oh, you know, when we recruited Dorcas, he was he was trying to save his wife, but he couldn't like help her or like she. Like, you know, I just remember these character moments, like with Irk and, and like Nils and saving his sister and like all this kind of stuff from like that Fire Emblem game. I don't remember like the fights. So it makes sense that sure. this game focusing a lot more on like the characters and like your interactions with them and like making that feel like a more intimate sort of thing that you have both agency in. And uh, it just makes it more personal, I guess. To that point, the characters. I want to get into the battle and the battle system because there's a lot of really cool stuff there. But the characters... We both chose the same house. We did. We both chose the Black Eagles, which based on the Twitter memes, I may come to regret. I hope I don't. But we'll see what happens. Um, I, I will say overall, I am really disappointed with most of the characters. And this is coming, obviously, from a guy who's played several of the Fire Emblem games. I feel like the characters... There's some cute stuff. There's some funny stuff. It's fine. It's like, okay, it, it, this is these are JRPG characters. Okay. But like Fire Emblem and Awakening to me, like, and I know we, we disagree on this, but had so many fucking cool characters. There were some really one-dimensional characters, and I know we kind of look for different things in, in, you know, in a character, but... The only non-main character I can name from that game is the shopkeeper because she's in this game too. Oh my gosh. 
I, I just there's so many dope characters in that game that were like so like the design was so distinct. Their 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 whole vibe, Tharja on one end of the spectrum. Oh, is she the is she the titty sorcerer? Yes. Yes. Okay. She is Nick. Yeah, I remember her because of all the statues I see posted on my timeline. Right. Yeah, people loved her. But I mean even even Krom and Lucina and I, I, I love that Krom's pretty one note, but I loved Lucina. I loved her story arc. With again, try not to spoil anything. Um, there are a couple of character moments. I legitimately choked up, and and the visuals in that game were so gorgeous. The cutscenes were like, oh yeah, dude, jaw dropping. The best looking three DS game, yeah, uh, unbelievable, man. And like you turn the three D on, it's actually like, what the fuck? <laughs> so yeah. cool. Um, there's a moment. There's a reveal. Um, there are several reveals in that game. Where you're like, wow. But there's this one reveal. Wow. Where these characters <laughs> come together. And I legit, I remember exactly where I was sitting. It was like 4 a.m. after work one day. And I'm just choking up like a little bitch with a fucking 3DS and in my anime head. music is just oh. banging hard. Dude, <laughs> just swells as my eyes well. Wells and swells, dude. dude it is great. Um, so for me, this game so far, everything I love about it, as addicted as I am, and I even am really liking the story. I'm liking how they're threading some of these plot devices. And there's a lot of really cheesy stuff, a lot of really sort of, uh, just generic JRPG stuff, but it's gripped me. I really liked it, but I keep thinking to myself, dude, this game would be so much better if they just had a couple more just like really iconic looking characters. It's a, a couple of just really fucking cool. Ca- I mean, I feel like everyone in all the classes are fucking squares. They're all fucking losers, Nick. Almost all of them. And I'm like, and, and when I found out you could recruit other characters, I'm like, great. There are like two other characters that I would even think about recruiting. Well, I mean, to be fair, they are like a bunch of teens at a church school. I mean, think about think about everyone that you know that like went to a like an Adventist uh, school or like a Catholic private school or something. This is the equivalent of that. Sure. You know, they nailed they nailed it. They're all fucking weirdos. But I miss going through through the story, different battles and like running into characters who all had different uh, requirements. Like, could you? Could you get them to join your your battalion during the battle? And they still have obviously similar things uh, in this game. But the idea of like revealing this character, like oh my goodness, there's this person in this battle that if you do this one thing, like you can get you know join them. Like Donnell in in uh, Awakening, best character in the game because of the way his stats grow. If you get him and you reclass him a certain way, super badass. Goes from this like weak little villager, this super sick warrior. I'm like that was so cool for me. To go through that process and like it's just some fucking kid you run into, you know, in battle one day and, and you end up recruiting him. I hope there are more characters that we like discover as we go. And they've done that already for just based on like how far we both gotten. Like there's been like new teachers and like you can actually recruit teachers to be on your team also. And I hope it keeps growing. I don't I don't know how much more it will. But that's the one really like downside for me is I just and I had this problem with the last couple of Fire Emblem games, um, especially Fate. So I just felt like it just feels so genuine. Like Awakening was such a refreshing take on everything about that game. They just came in swinging. It was their last ditch effort at like keeping this franchise alive. And they pull out all the stops. And I thought the characters were iconic, both in design and, you know, temperament, their character. And just, it all came together for me. And in this game, it just feels like I'm tolerating that aspect. And it's such a big portion of the game, the relationships. And I'm still enjoying the relationships. And I'm still gleaning some you know, some value out of Edelgard and Petra. Like some of these characters I do really like, 
But overall, I'm like I've got like 34 characters I'm interacting with on a daily basis, and I like four of them. So personal preference, but that's that's the only thing that's really boned me up. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I just want to see like what how these like storylines go because I'm actually fairly interested in like the the I don't know. I guess how these houses interact with each other and how these individual families uh, work within those house, houses because a lot of the the support sort of cutscenes that you get are sort of detailing that like you know Petra's from Bridget which is this like eastern kingdom that's not really part of the uh like any of the three houses like they're in between like two of the houses and she's basically a political prisoner and like one of the characters reveals like oh yeah it was my dad that killed your dad and it's like this sort of like oh shit like this is actually like these characters aren't just like these kids in a school but they're part of a family that has their own beast with each other and that makes it like super interesting. And I want to see that like grow and like progress and like how that sort of fits into the greater picture of the story because yeah, there's going to be a main plot line, but like it'll be cool to see how those like uh, conflicts resolve. And like even some of the support missions are straight up hostile. Like uh, I think it's fucking Hubert. Hubert attacks you, bro. He gets Dude, up he's with an asshole business. Him and uh, Leonie, she fucking attacks you too because you're not a good enough child. Like she is super obsessed with your dad, who's like this great mercenary and like re- like renowned knight. And she's like, you don't even think he's cool like I do. Did you recruit her? I've been trying to because I'm trying to rec- I'm trying to recruit all the girls. All right, Fair. that's my goal. I haven't had much interaction with her at all, so I haven't had that particular interaction. But Hubert is like he's Snape, <laughs> dude, straight up. But he's like he's like listen. I'll eliminate the fuck out of you if you stand in Edelgard's way. And I know there's anyone <laughs> straight up, dude. I know they're setting Edelgard up to be the bad guy. Like she's going to go fucking full like Cersei on us, bro. And she's just a queen, dude. And I'm like, fuck, man, please don't do that. She's so cool. She's so cool. And it's like, so I'm hoping that there's like a, a branching path where we can kind of choose like, is she going to become the murderer or is she going to take the noble route? And I'm going to steer her that way. But I, I just have a feeling it's, it's headed for disaster. And I think there's going to be a time skip. I have a feeling there'll be a time skip and we'll be out of the castle. And I'm pretty much down to either wanting to wed Edelgard or Petra. Petra's awesome. I love Petra. She's like, she reminds me of Starfire from uh, Teen Titans. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're a little broken English and just being uh, just a cool person who loves to hunt. Oh my goodness. Have you, have you romanced her at all? I don't know if she's an option. I said something and I was like, the look on your face. And she says, the look on my face, don't you? You mean the the tattoo or the mark on my face. Oh, is that what the one where she she offers to show you the tattoo on her back? Oh yeah. She's like, I hope I can someday. I'm like, oh <laughs> wow. Very forward foreigner. There's a sauna in the monastery. You can't go into it yet. I've I've been waiting for that day. Well, let's wait a couple years. There's inevitably gonna be a time skip, right? So Let's let's wait a couple of years before this happens. It's gonna happen. You know it's gonna happen. Oh my god! There's always a time skip in Fire Emblem games, right? There's always a time skip in anime. Well, in anime. Well, let's talk about the battle. Okay, the battle system because I know we were looking forward to something you had mentioned, like having more control over how characters grow, and it's not strictly like a numbers game where it's like, oh, they leveled up and now they're either strong or they're not. That's still a factor, unfortunately, and more often than not, it's like. Your stat increase is shit. Yeah, it's a bummer. They even comment on it too. Like the character's like, oh man, I should be learning more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, what did I expect? Like, <laughs> like they know. 
But what they did in this game, which is so fucking cool, and it just absolutely blows the game open, is a couple things. A, being able to swap between classes you unlock. Like, like as you teach people and they train in certain skills, you can you can class swap by buying a seal. But now you can just swap between the ones that you've unlocked. Yeah, as long as they have a they've they've certified in that um, class, then you can swap between them. I don't think you can do it on the fly. I think you can do it like before battles. Right, but you can like look at a map and be like, oh. I'm gonna. Everyone's gonna be a goddamn Myrmidon right now, and I'm just gonna go in yeah. with fucking fast ass swords, dodging everything. Like that's so. Yeah, cool. and there's a, there's a, I don't know exact because it's this is probably like the most sort of like, oh like opaque like they don't really describe like, talk about this much, but there's a class mastery, and I've only gotten class mastery in I think two characters where you actually see the little circle with the star in the middle. Oh, okay. Like on the uh, the class screen. And that means that you've unlocked all the abilities, I believe. Like every time oh. you fight someone, there's like a little bar that's filling up, but you can't check that bar anywhere else except when you're fighting. It's kind of a pain in the ass, but yeah. Uh, and I'm also not certain, like I haven't done much like research or looked into it much on my own of whether or not you can actually use all the abilities. Like I've tried, I've tried multi-classing. I think the main character, cause I have, uh, I've been like training, her in faith and reason because I'm trying to like get her some magic stuff, but I can't use magic unless I'm in a mage class, I think. So that kind of narrows down your abilities. And I don't know if you have free reign to choose between your abilities because you unlock like, like helm breaker and like all these different, not only do you unlock these, uh, like, what do you call them? Like the, the special attacks that you get with like your weapons, the combat arts, you unlock, yeah, the combat arts, excuse me. And you unlock those, and you have the battalions like there's so much like shit you can do like to attack people that I don't know what is specifically tied to classes and what's specifically tied to your five ability slots that you have because you have like class ability. It's it's so deep. There's a lot going on. There's a yeah. lot. And that's just for like one character. Then you start like, OK, I've got 10 characters I have to go through and I got to make sure that all their equipment's you know filled. I got to go to the blacksmith and reforge their shit. I got to get this the silver crap fucking filled up because it's only got 30 durability but at least right. it doesn't like break and disappear when you're done with it then you find all this rested crap all over the ground everywhere it's ridiculous and it's never worth anything and it's not worth fixing so you just throw it away yeah <laughs> except sometimes it's good like i i there's like one i named axe that i picked up that's a rusted axe but i can't even like fix it yet because i'm not high enough professor level oh yeah so you know like oh man in a couple months that's gonna be real cool right have you turned on the online and like bought the f- local wares from all the online characters that pop up occasionally. If it's cheaper than it is in the store, I'll do that. There are a lot of really cool. I picked up a lot of fucking cool weapons. I found a, I found a, a, a wanderer in my town from a Zuzinski. Oh, Zinzuski. <laughs> Shout out to Zinzuski. Zeus in sky. Is that what it is yeah. supposed to be? Zinzuski. Yeah, but it looks like Zuzinski. Like Swedish guy named Zuzinski. <laughs> Uh, dude, Daniel roasted the shit out of Brandon. That's so good. <laughs> he was over playing Switch, and he's like, Zinzuski, what the heck does that mean? And Brandon just lost it. He's like, it's Zeus. <laughs> Zinzuski, dude, just fucking sassy 10-year-old. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> That's a good question, Daniel. No fucking clue. Nobody knows. So I'm going to test out, because in, in Awakening... You would you would try to like build the perfect character where you'd like you'd reclass to a thief so you could get the lock picking and then you'd reclass to whatever so you could get the you know what I mean and you'd have like five skills across 
different classes. So then you had like this Uber class that had all these skills from like three different classes. I'm assuming there's something similar here where those skills that are class specific or yeah I, I think that there are some like class specific skills and then there are the the abilities that you like unlock right skills and abilities and that i think those are not interchangeable because i've got my main character um i maxed out as a mercenary so i reclassed as a thief yep. to get more skills same because those are like i'm trying to like max out my sword shit because i need to have better sword stuff for i don't remember what for but like also, quick aside, I am unhappy that you, I don't know if you can, but it doesn't seem like you can change your specialties as a teacher. So like when you're teaching, you have like the little thumbs up and like the arrows if the student is like, oh, they like this subject, but you also get like the, another bonus if the teacher is good at it. So just off the bat, you're better at teaching sword, you're better at teaching brawling, and you're better at teaching authority. Yeah. And I don't think you can, I don't think you can change that. And that's annoying because I want to be like, I want to be the wizard teacher. <laughs> yeah, sure. I wonder if, if depending on how your skills grow, if you stepped away from the sword stuff immediately. Because you can reclass like really early. You can reclass your main character yeah, really early. So if you if you switched to uh, something more along those lines, I wonder if that would alter. Yeah, because it's what? It's like 5, 10, and 20 or something like that? Uh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, one of the big things that just, again, blows the fucking game wide open and you can be... It's interesting. In some ways, it makes it easier, but it also makes it a lot harder because you have a lot more to like figure out. It makes just the game way more dense. Everyone on my team either has magic or bows as a secondary weapon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like anyone can have any weapon. Sometimes they're not great with it, but the weapon triangle is gone. They replace that in a in a smart way. So like if you're in a class that specializes in lance, as you level up, you'll gain uh, an ability that you can slot in that makes your lance do more damage to axe users. Sure. So it sort of replaces it instead of it being like a, yeah, if you use a lance, this is going to be good against the axe guy into a, okay, I need to actually make sure this person is a lance person, level them up enough and then keep that thing equipped because you only have five slots. So as opposed to being like, hey, this person I've leveled up and made them so OP that they can hold any weapon and be good with it so they can just defeat anybody in single combat. Like it makes it a little bit more tactical in that way. Somehow... They've they've made Fire Emblem more strategic, right? It's more of a strategy game than it was in so many ways um, than it's ever been. But that's awesome because I, I don't feel so boxed into a corner, right? When I'm when I'm in these battles, I'm like, well, I can't fucking bring so and so because look at all these, you know, look at the the enemy spread. It's like I have options, and it's like I get a cornered by a couple of mages. I'm like, oh, well, they have a fucking bow, so they can fight back. It just it, it it feels so much nicer being able to have a backup for everybody and and know that you know you're not going to make one wrong move and it's over go restart the whole fucking battle yeah and even though there isn't the weapon triangle anymore it's still like their classes still have weaknesses so yeah. like if you're a pegasus rider pegasus knight you're going to get fucked up by arrows right if you have heavy armor you can still get that gets bypassed by magic so yeah that stuff is still intact it's just not the sword beats axe beats spirit beats sword right thing anymore Something we haven't we haven't even mentioned. There's a fucking time travel mechanic, essentially. Yeah, which they've had for a little bit, haven't they? I feel like that's been like a usable item in past games. I don't. I don't I think don't it's recall. new. It's just that we haven't. This is like baked in. I've used it. It's it's nicer. Like you can turn back to. I don't know how many turns back it goes. I've been able to go back. It to goes the, back to the very beginning. Okay, so you can Each turn move. back the entire battle. That's in the, literally. Yeah. 
each move that you've done, each move the enemy's done, if if a character dies or, you know, I, I've only used it when a character dies, right? I'm like, oh shit. Oh, I saw where I went wrong. And you go back two turns. And some people think that's a little broken. And I know purists are never going to use that mechanic. But I'm like, what's the difference between, you know, you fucked up instead of restarting a battle you've spent 40 minutes on, you can just re like, you know, you fucked up. It's not like, it's not like the game is making it, you know, you're not beating the enemy 40. It's not easy mode. Like, oh, well, you're losing. So here's the win button. It's like, shit, I knew where I, I moved. I should move that guy there. I should move this guy there. And it, instead of making you redo the 40 minute level, you just get to step back a step. And I don't think it's broken. It's it's you can use it like three times a day or something. I've never had to use it that much, but you unlock more times okay. as you keep playing. It's really fucking handy because I'm a guy. I, I don't let my characters die. I don't do it. it. It forces me to play. You know, some people say, oh, well, why don't you play on casual then? I'm like, because then I'm playing with reckless abandon, not losing a character. My time is still a very valuable commodity, right? So I don't want to play recklessly. I want everyone to live. So like it forces me to play more strategically to keep everyone alive, which that's where the fun for me is, is the, you know, the strategy. I don't want my characters to die. I don't, I don't care from a story perspective. I don't want that. You know what I mean? I, I, I've invested too much in these guys to just be like, oops, I took one wrong step to the left and he got fucking fried by some asshole with, you know, a fire magic. If I like keep messing up and if I lose a character, I'm playing on casual, but if I lose a character and run out of divine pulses, I'm not going to save scum the battle. I'll probably just live with it because it's still going to be punishment enough to have that character not be gaining experience from like the rest of the battle and not be like utilized well enough. Fair. So I think that's enough punishment for me and I'm not losing them as far as like story goes. So are you playing on like normal casual? Yeah. I should have played on a harder difficulty though because normal's like a breeze. I'm playing on normal classic and I... I'm overpowered for everything. I'm like, I'm leveled past the, the like the story quests and that kind of stuff. I'm just, I kick ass with like, I could beat each like challenge with three characters if I, if I wanted to. And honestly, sometimes it gets to a point where you don't want your entire team because it takes longer to get through a battle when you know, you can just blow through it. Yeah. It takes literally longer because it's like, Oh, I have to move all these characters around. Right. Right. And, and just becomes a headache. I, sometimes I think I should have turned up the difficulty like on awakening. I played on hard classic and then I did a lunatic run. I never did Lunatic Plus. That that was a little out of my pay grade. But if I do New Game Plus, I would like to do a harder difficulty. Maybe I'll have uh, a different option unlocked at that point. Maybe I'll just play on hard. But a lot of stuff carries over, like your teacher rank and like some stuff carries over. So it makes it easier the next time you go through. So it'd also be nice to see like the opposing houses sort of storylines and kind of breeze through it that way. I imagine it gets a lot different. Uh, I know we're headed for the, again, we're going to all split off and there's going to be a time skip. So I imagine the second half of the game is really different depending on who you choose. I like that, that it makes it easier. Uh, New Game Plus, I mean, it makes sense, but it's like, yeah, you don't need to sit here fucking grinding a character you spent 40, 50 hours grinding into. Like, you want to blow through and see the other story, so... Yeah, and having all those extra activity points from the beginning would be really nice. I'm looking forward to it. I, you know, I thought to myself when I heard how long... The paths were taking. I was like, no, I'll play the path and I'll fucking beat it and move on. But the more I'm playing the game, I'm like, I hope I retain this fire. Like I'm enjoying it so much. This fire emblem. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. The flame crest. Wow. Yeah. What a cool, interesting name. <laughs> I mean, what are the odds? Realistically, someone's looking at the source. Like, what should we call this? Right. What are the odds that the flame crest and the fire emblem are two different things? I don't even remember what the fire emblem is. And also, 
None. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's a the fucking, same thing. It it's a be. MacGuffin that whoever possesses it is going to, you know, rule the land and be the most powerful. I love that the uh, school bell is just the fire mum theme. <laughs> right. I don't like when it goes off, though, because I feel like, oh, I'm done here. I'm like, wait a minute. I still have people to talk to. Just because I ran out of activity points, don't fucking prompt me to leave. Just because I sat here eating lunch with 10 people. What a goofy mechanic. Just have a meal with these God people. damn, dude. The activity point system stresses me out so much, though. It's like, I need to be using this time the most effectively. What should I be doing? I don't know. Do I learn? I have to learn. <laughs> I got to take. I gotta teach myself so I can teach more effectively. I always struggle with that. I'm like, I'm just going to go to all the most powerful people and fucking train. And, but then it's like, well, no, I need to build my relationships. I need to get their motivation up so that I can, you know, boost their stats when it comes back to training day. It's like, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot to juggle. And the frustrating thing is like not knowing like what the end game is for a lot of this. And there's one thing about playing Awakening was, you know, I played that game constantly referring to online guides because I'm like, what the fuck does this mean? What does this mechanic do? They don't explain it. Like in the beginning, they're like, are you a ghost or a demon or a, or a fucking person? And I'm like, oh, this is going to change something irreversible. What the fuck does this mean? It doesn't change anything. It's a rare moment where, you know. It's a joke. I, I can't remember what I said. I think I said I was a ghost. The, the person's like, no, you're not. Don't lie to me. And I'm like, okay, you're right. I'm immortal. Right. <laughs> hey, I went through, the, uh, I went through the, the gamut before. Yeah. Okay, what's up with that? That's an interesting fucking, you've got this weird spirit girl living inside you who turns back time. And it's like, they haven't done anything with it. She's just there, and it's like, all right, bitch, shut up. I'm trying to fucking play the game. Like, yeah, it's some um, or get to the point. Bullshit. Get to the fucking point. Who are you? Why are you here? Why, why aren't they utilizing you more? I'm fucking thirty hours into the game, and you've said four things to me. Like, yeah, it's just I feel weird. like Fire Emblem always has like some weird ghost girl that's haunting you. <laughs> in my mind, that's she seems like she's been in every game. Sure, <laughs> somehow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down, dude. Their weird fringe. It's frustrating to me that so far all the characters who I really like. Okay, first of all, the women in this game, this is like strong female character of the game. Like all the knights are chicks. All the good, strong characters are chicks. And all the dudes are like fucking Lindhart. They're either like limp dick losers or they're edgelords like fucking Hubert. <laughs> Hubert, what a fucking loser. Yeah, there's just a, there's a really good variety. Like you get... You get two people that love to fight, but they're completely different. And like Felix and Caspar, like Caspar is like, he just wants to, he's just angry and wants to fight everyone. And Felix is just like obsessed with training is like, wants to prove himself. Like sure. it, they're so similar, but so different. And then like characters Weebs. like Dadu, who's just this quiet standoffish, uh, reclusive kind of guy who I'd assume you'd be much closer to if you're in that house because he's. He's one of the bodyguards, the, the the characters that you can't recruit no matter what if you're not in their house. Right. So Dadu is the bodyguard of uh, Dimitri, and then Hilda is the bodyguard of Claude, and then Hubert is the bodyguard of Edelgard. Yeah. But yeah, there's just so much like crossover and similarities, but also just huge differences. Like I, because I chose a girl, I could I could recruit Sylvain right off the bat because he's a horn dog. Oh yeah. He's the guy with like the, the, the swoopy yeah. red hair. Yeah. So I got him immediately and he's like, uh, I haven't used him very much because I've got so many characters on my team that I can't like level up everyone. But if I, if he was leveled up, he would be a um, cavalier. But then like Ferdinand would also be a cavalier, but he's like this guy who's like, oh, I'm better than Elgard. I'm, I'm going to prove myself. He's got a huge chip on his shoulder and is like kind of a D bag, but in like a, not a, like a shitty way. He's not like 
an asshole like Hubert is, but he's an asshole, but he's like, I'm, I'm, I want the best for the country and I'm the best. Yeah. That kind of way, you know? Every time you select him on a character select screen, he's like, I am Ferdinand, noble of whatever. And it's like, shut the fuck <laughs> up, dickhead. Wait, is it Ferdinand or is it? Yeah, it's Ferdinand. Okay. Yeah, every time you select, it's like, uh, we fucking get it, asshole. Yeah, it's just interesting also having like the mixture of like the commoners and the nobles and like who has crests and who doesn't. All yeah. Kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. I mean, this is this is feeling a void that Game of Thrones uh, left in our lives two months ago <laughs> in some weird way. Yeah, it is. It is very similar to like a, a baby Game of Thrones with like a a smattering of Harry Potter kind of thrown in with like a persona glaze. Yeah, and then that that nice core Fire Emblem grid based battle that you kind of breeze through, and then you get back to the visual novel aspect. Right, like the running around. I got to find these lost items and give them back to these characters that somehow just like left their fucking art sitting around like, dude i have so many lost items i'm over it i have so many lost items i try to get through them as quickly as possible because if, if they're the uh ones you're teaching that gives them like 50 motivations so it's like easy yeah yeah cheaper than buying more too things for them gifts i always make sure to throw a, a rest day in so everyone's motivation maxes but what no never rest dude it's a waste of time you gotta give a fucking rest day man get the motivation have you ever gotten into a teach teaching day and like you have one character with motivation that happened one time yeah fuck that and it hasn't happened since because every time i have a running around day i make sure to buy a bunch of gifts and just throw them all at my students okay max out that motivation get that support up that's where i'm going wrong because i'm not buying gifts fucking up what do you got all that money for what are you buying gotta gotta buy all the bait you can gotta buy the gifts you just throw them at people how you woo woo over people to your house too i caught 50 straight fish last night just put on a podcast and fished it was ridiculous it's a lot of fish it was the tournament i just i just use all my bait 50 of them did you know that you don't have to catch the first uh fish that bites at your hook yeah you get like three to five if you let them pass i was trying to catch the big shiny fucker uh you know when the golden pond pops up and mm. I, I had like one herring bait left which is like the five star bait and i just sat there like Dude, waiting. they gave you like 50 tournament bait you just use that? No, this is before that. When remember oh. when the pond goes gold and there's something cool down there? That happens pretty frequently. Yeah. So I had the one herring bait and I was like trying to get it. And I looked it up and I'm like, oh, it's not really worth. Because I was like resetting the game, being like, oh, it's like ten thousand gold. Nope. Wasted my fucking time. I wasted like an yeah, hour. Yeah, it's on it. like it maxes out at like three or five hundred gold. Yeah. And then it also gives you some um, professor points, whatever those are called. <laughs> Call them professor. Professor points. points. Gotta level up your professorness. Overall, I'm really enjoying it. And like I said, I hope I, I retain this fire and I, I see it through to completion because I you know, I just went so hard on it this weekend. I'm a little concerned with how busy my month is. It's funny, I say I have a really fucking busy month. I have like five days off for the coast this month. So it's like Dude, you go to the coast like every month. I go to the coast pretty often. I'm like I'm like, wait a minute. Let's see. I'm shooting this weekend both days. Wait, and then next weekend both days? And then the weekend after that, and I work every, oh, fuck, I don't have a day. I'm like, wait a minute. I have five days off in the middle of the month. Like, that makes up for it. So today, uh, which is Monday, August 5th, it's my little brother's birthday. He turned 25. Um, so shout out to that fucker who doesn't listen to this podcast. Yeah, happy birthday, Lex. Um, I called my mom this morning really early like when I got to work. I was like, hey, can you run to Best Buy? I'll PayPal you. Buy this game and then put my name on it and give it to him. And so I, so... He got Fire Emblem for his birthday and he texted me a picture of it and it just says fuck. <laughs> I was like, I was like, pressure's on now, bitch. Cause every time I recommend a game to him, he's like, 
oh yeah, like I have time to play that. You know, he gives me some smart, oh, okay. Like, where the fuck am I going to have time to do this? Well, he's like, God damn it. Or he said, fuck. And then he said, he's like, I put 30 hours into Skyrim this week. I'm finally playing games again. And he put this on me. <laughs> I was like, pressure's on, man. You're obligated to fucking play it because it was a gift. You know? I'm glad someone's getting value out of that copy of Awakening I got for Christmas. Just my favorite game ever. I get that it didn't grip you. Hey, man, I, I gave it a good try. You did, okay? and I, I appreciate like it. Six to ten hours into that game. I, listen, that's all I can ask for. I'm really sad it didn't grip you, but I'm glad that it's hopefully got to grip somebody. Lindsay, I hope you like it. If you don't, I will just take it really personally. Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, we did get a group chat from Leaf. Shout out to the boy. So is my Fire Emblem Academia good? <laughs> I would say listen to this podcast, Leaf. Things we did not talk about that we are going to talk about soon. The hero was released, like shadow dropped. They had an announcement. They're like, here it is. Yeah, I still haven't played them yet. Nor have I. I haven't really had a, had a, a good chance to play some uh, Smash Bros. I've just been super caught up in Fire Emblem. Yeah, absolutely. All encompassingly. I did play a lot of I played a lot of Smash Bros um, last week with with Daniel and like right before the hero got released, we were playing every day. We played for like three or four days, and then after the hero release, I called him and said, "Hey, you got to go download it. We'll play." Yesterday, he calls me to play. Literally, I'm putting the game into my Switch, and he's like, "Oh man," I'm like, "What?" He's like, "I have a one hour ban," and I was like, "Dude," because he'll do that when he's done playing. He just fucking turns it off. I'm like, Daniel, don't do that. You have to like leave the fucking lobby because every time we go to play, this happens. And he's got a fucking ban. And I'm like, dude, stop. <laughs> so that the, the ban bans you from playing with like your friends too? Yeah, you can't connect online at all. That's super dumb. Why wouldn't they just ban you from like quick play or like playing with randos? Although I might be wrong and Daniel's just a dumb 10 year old. And it's, you know, like he turns the switch back on and it's still on the online screen that he left it on. And it says, oh, you're banned. And he doesn't try to go back to, um, you know, friend play. So maybe right. next time I'll have to fucking actually see if that's the case. But whatever. Um, yeah, dude. Fire Emblem. That's that. If, unless you got any uh, parting thoughts you want to leave. Uh, we'll, we'll, and we'll come back to this once we beat the game. And we'll do another sort of deep dive. Because I'm sure this thing, we're about to get, you know, thrown through a fucking roller coaster. Yeah, I'm just, I've put so much time it seems like i've been playing in like heavy doses i haven't been able to like sit down and play for like an hour and stop and an hour and stop it's been like every three or four days i'll put in like five or six hours and i want to like marathon this game but it just hasn't been able to happen and that's yeah. been kind of a bummer but i want to like plow through this game uh everyone is still ahead of me like the rest of the friend group that i've got like a group chat going with they're all further than me and they're like talking about stuff. I'm like, God damn it. I'm like, don't talk about plot stuff. It's like, well, just don't, don't listen. They're like, don't read it. I'm like, well, this is my, this is the group chat. This is for everyone. Yeah. It's like re really annoying, but you know, it happens. I just got to ignore it for a well, while. Well, listen, but I got, I got some catching up to do. I got to say shout out to, to our other group. I know you're in a million group chats, which is funny because you fucking hate group chats, but I do. Um, the group chat with, with Leaf, Chris and Drew Always very respectful of spoilers, both with movies and video games. That's because um, they all have like lives and they're all doing shit. They're hardly talking. <laughs> right. But when it's like, you know, like when you were the only one who hadn't seen Spider-Man, like we, we just kind of did a little side chat so we could talk about Spider-Man. Um, I know those side chats happen. A lot of times if you get excommunicated, 
in uh, the side chat becomes the main chat and you never, you know, people never come back and it's like, really? I got excommunicated because I didn't see Spider-Man on opening night. Um, but we're always good about coming back to the group. It's like, we're going to respect so-and-so's privacy. Or like, we're going to respect Chris's privacy because he buys games 12 months late so we can save $4. <laughs> Dude, would that happen? Okay. He won't listen to this, so he can talk shit as much as he want. Initially, when he said lethal snitch on you, right? When he was like, he was like, "Yo, I I just bought you know Smash Bros and yada yada for like forty eight bucks," and I was like, "I'm like, you could have done that twelve months ago with my phone number at Best Buy." <laughs> and I forget he didn't have a switch. I'm like, oh, "Okay, so that it's a little more forgivable." But I remember texting him, being like, "This dude really wait just just wait fucking ten months to save himself eleven bucks or whatever on two games." <laughs> like, if we were good with our money, maybe we would know what that felt like. <laughs> But we're not, so we don't. I, I, I saved a meme today. This used to be be me when I had free time. I'll read it to you here, but see if you can see that picture. Yeah, it's game, games to finish, buy ga- games nonstop. And you're just pole vaulting across the little Animal Crossing gal. Yeah, nice. just jumping across there. How did you read that? That was backwards. That was quick. It wasn't backwards. Oh, it's not backwards for you? Just no. backwards for me? Maybe. Why am I? Why am I reflected in mine, but not on yours? How does that make sense? I don't know. It's reading left to right. That's fucking weird. That's why does Discord, why do you do that? It might be a setting. I don't know if I could. Now we're completely off the rails here. I can see if I have something saved on my phone that you can see if you can read it. Ah, shit. This is the Console Fucking Crusade podcast. Hit us up. Let us know your thoughts on Fire Emblem. Boys in the group chat, buy this goddamn game. Buy the goddamn game. Don't question it. Just go buy the game. Give it the old college try. Yeah, and then I'm going to be letting uh, Lindsay play it when she gets her own Switch coming up pretty soon. September. Whenever the whenever the new ones start falling out, you know? The, wait, are you going to get her a proper one or are you going to do the light? She's going to get a, a regular one. She oh, likes okay. playing on the TV oh, okay, too fair. much to sacrifice that. But yeah, she's going to get one of the new ones with a better battery, though. I'm probably going to upgrade. I know it's not a big upgrade, but I'm probably going to upgrade. Dude, how much money did you spend on a fucking external battery? <laughs> yeah, I mean... I mostly use that for my cell phone. I rarely do my also, switch. Also, you don't leave home. <laughs> that, dude, that's literally not true. I am constantly, I'm going from work to a shoot to home to work to And you're Portland. playing switch at those places? Listen, no. I am, when I got on an airplane, I did more air travel in the last two years than I've done cumulatively in my entire life. Always had my switch with me. Always played my switch. Trekking back and forth to Portland, it's really nice just bringing my switch now. Like, I, I used to literally like haul a TV and fucking a console. And finally, I finally bought a TV just from the spare room at my parents' house because I was sick of fucking, you know. But it was like I would come home for a week at a time. Like, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? I'm going to fucking haul my TV up. I'd haul my PC. It was ridiculous. Now I just put a switch in a carrying case and put it in my backpack. I have everything I'll ever need. I got Hulu, YouTube, and games. Bada bing, bada boom. Count me down. This is the Consequence Crusade Pro, guys. I'm done saying that. We're fucking out of here.